1: who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, this is Allie, and this is Find Your Joy, and oh, oh, oh. today's going to be a treat. Today we have... My dog. I know well Tanya's got to sort out her dog first I guess <laughs> but we have Shar Woodman and Tanya Gillespie and yeah. uh, there are several things but we're going to learn a little bit about that uh, the creators of adventures with Eleanor we'll talk about that and I don't know what madness will ensue. I'm really excited. It's the first time I've had two guests on at once. I think. I think that's the truth. I I may be mistaken because you know I bumped my head some years ago and I don't really remember much. <laughs> Anyways, that's okay. Hi and welcome. Welcome.
2: <laughs> 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 I know. We'll we'll just all. Um, um People don't know that I call you Alliekins.
1: Al- I know. It's good. It's good. But-
2: Um, I'm gonna have to disrupt in a minute because I have to let my dog back in and I'm very sorry she just has the greatest timing ever.
1: No that's all right because we'll just chat and you'll just walk and it won't really matter so a lot of people are only going to be hearing this audio and those who see it video will get a beautiful tour of your home so that's all (laughs) that's all good. So where do we want to start today? Um, I'm going to start with Char. Tell me a little bit about I don't know what, tell me about you. Tell me about um, how this madness started with um, with Ms. Gillespie. Um, <laughs> do we want to go right into talking about Eleanor and, and how she came to be?
0: Yeah, well, it all started for me uh, in 2019 when I found myself in a pattern of being in like really... Challenging relationships that left me feeling um, basically like I was lying in a pile of dirt. Right. <laughs> that's, if I were to give an analogy, that's what it was. And so I, I realized through a saying, um, don't cast your pearls before swine, that I was putting myself in certain situations and environments that allowed that to happen. Right. So once I realized, oh, I'm part of this equation. And so I got myself into this mess so I can get myself out. So how do I get out? Mm-hmm. And so it was a matter of just sort of renewing my thoughts and my mind around my worth. And I came to realize that we're I'm invaluable. You're invaluable. We're one of a kind. And so the pearl became the representation of that for me. Mm. And I shared that story Somehow some way along the way with Tanya and for my birthday just this past birthday April of 2023 she wrote me a song for my birthday and uh, she mixed up the letters my company is called One Pearl Productions she mixed up the letters of One Pearl and came up with the name Eleanor with the exception of not the P so she she the song's called Eleanor is Precious Because I had to
2: pee. I had to add the P somehow yes Yes, you had
1: to or else it would be it would have been one earl
2: which is not right
1: (laughs) we didn't want that we're trying to avoid that
2: yes
1: (laughs) imagine an earl i'm sure earl is fabulous (laughs) (laughs) earls out there i don't want you to get any kind of a complex we think earls are great and just not for this particular project (laughs) <laughs> it would be a
0: whole different project, it yeah. So, so she she put together this precious song for me, and with the ukulele, it was like so beautiful and so it sounded simple to my ears and very like, um, but it wasn't simple. That's what artists do; they make complicated things seem simple. Mm-hmm. And Tanya did that, and it was just it just was so beautiful and I was very touched by it and I said well this Eleanor needs to come to life and I don't know how much longer it was the same day maybe an hour Tanya gets back with this little rendering I said I just picture a little pearl with eyelashes and shoes and (laughs) there she is she came to life that day and then and then she's like wait a minute I think I can make her move and she downloaded this program and
1: there's Eleanor Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. This is uh, yes, it, it, it simply came together in a most Tanya sort of way. (laughs) I love that. And I love, I love that. Um, when we find out that, you know, I know for my, for me, I was, every time I had a situation that just sucked, everything went wrong and I felt rather like a victim and there was all these things. And I kept, when I looked back over all those times, I was so mad when I realized that the only constant was me in every one of those stories. It was like, oh, no, I oh. don't want to be the constant. Look at those variables. It's awful. How dare they do that? It's like, how do I keep showing up in these crappy stories? <laughs> That's awesome that you figured that out. I. And then that you were able to do something about that. That's oh, I love that. I love how Eleanor was born. Mm, oh, yeah, it's kind of special. Yeah.
0: Sure, I mean,
2: have love been a...
1: Eleanor.
0: <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. ma'am. Eleanor, I mean, yeah. I just love how things come to life. Yeah. Like basically any children's book, any cartoon, it's just like a uh reflection of something that somebody has learned or somebody's imagination or somebody's idea right in order to maybe help kids or help i don't know you wrote a book too so
1: yeah i'm i'm still i'm it's a collection of them so yeah it is very much like that we we find a thing right we find i found a thing i thought about because I'm all about time travel, although my books are not yet, um, I thought, wow, if I could have gone back, what would I, what could I have done? Who could I have been to help this chubby redhead, freckle-faced stepchild who was afraid of everything? (laughs) What, What could I have possibly done to have made her life easier and sweeter and kinder and just to help her navigate and, and that. Right. And so that's, you know, how Ginger and the fun bunch and, and Tilly and all of those, that's how they came to life. And so I, I love when I hear the story of how Eleanor started, it's like, Oh, that is precious. That is a girl.
2: And you know, what's so cool about it is I feel like, like, Shar, uh, you don't know Ali, but I know Shar and Ali knows me. and so there's this kind of this synergy that happens when you meet people that have been where you are and or kind of like they come into your circle in kind of a, a miraculous way. So Ali's like that for me. Shar's like that for me. Um, Ali, I've known you longer, but we kind of always just have this um uh, funny energy of getting one another. And then this also synergy of working and doing kids things like kids books where we're uh, or for me, it's Eleanor, for you, it's Ginger, um, where we're now trying to like pour back into the kids, the things that we have learned through, I want to say, um, like, maybe not great circumstance. <laughs> And sure too, not great circumstances, right? Like it's like, those are the best lessons. Um, and we hope to pass them on, or at least I feel like I want to give weight to kids, not, not heavy weight, but I want to give them something that they can um, grab onto that will hopefully bring them up and they will maybe miss some of the the things that we Like, we just didn't know because we were born in the 80s or 70s or '60s, right? When it was, like... Or
1: 50s. (laughs) 50s. Were you born in the 50s? That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Excuse me. Of 1959. I just squeaked through. Wow. Yes. You look amazing. Well, it's the lighting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no, I do look pretty... Damn, spiffy! If I do, say you do. So myself. Yeah, it was all that clean living model. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just tickled well. myself. I'm not really sure, but it's <laughs> but it but it's true. And I think we're allowed to talk about stuff more too, right now. Mm-hmm. Like I think when I like when I was growing up, so I was a kid in the '60s, and there was a lot of we weren't talking about a lot of things then, right? Nobody asked me if, I mean, and and it is absolutely no reflection on my parents or the people. And it's not a, it's not about that. That was another thing that was awesome to figure out that, um, you know, my parents, there wasn't any, you know, there was nobody being a jerk or, or, um, or not caring or any of those things. These were questions we hadn't asked yet. Mm. So it was as simple as that. And they came from where they came from, right? So, you know, my parents were the um, the age of people from the Second World War. And they were raised by the people from the First World War. And so they were just really grateful to have food on the table and be alive. I mean, that's... And, and don't talk about things... I call them the secrets generation, right? They—that's how they survived. Like, how how mm-hmm. else would you survive such war? And yeah. so, us—you know—I'm kind of on the cusp of. I did, now I'm a baby boomer, apparently. What comes <laughs> after the baby boomers, Gen X? I get mixed up. Gen
2: X, yeah. Gen X, and then,
1: and then millennials, I think.
2: Millennials, and then Gen Z. And they're, okay. the last, they're the
1: last one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the last one, I <laughs> hope it's not the last there's one. There's
2: no more letters after that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think I think that that's a lot of it. Like we ask questions now and we start, we have the time and the luxury of the time to wonder how it could have been where I don't think my parents came from that. You know, mm-hmm. they, they did not come from that. They were just um, hardworking, don't talk about it. You know, pull up your socks, get it done. And I'm grateful for everything they passed on to me. And I'm grateful that I was in the Gen X baby boomer cusp that was allowed to be messed up and go get counseling. Because that's absolutely nothing that my parents would have likely thought was okay. And that's right. how gingers and Eleanors are born.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that is true.
1: Yeah.
2: I so, haven't actually that's interesting. I haven't thought of it like that. Cause it really kind of is a privilege to be able to um break generational uh la- I don't know what you call that. What do you call that? Like when there's some generational things that were just set in stone then because that's the way they were yeah Um, so we talk a lot about uh, generational trauma or things like that Um, and I mean COVID kids that's where part of why we started Eleanor right now is because COVID was sort of like a worldwide trauma yes right and you and I were talking about earlier um, how the people that have actually kind of experienced trauma and, and sort of been working through it, um, kind of probably came out best in COVID.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It, even the playing field, man, we like, this is where we shine people. We know how to be completely messed up. We can do this. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's like, who
2: knew? (laughs) Yeah. Except for the babies. So the babies were born into, um, into people wearing masks, no contact, no facial recognition, right, other than within their own home. And uh, that lasted for like, what, two years, two and a half years, is that right, Char? Two, three?
0: Yeah, I'd say, yeah, depending on where you live, yeah.
2: Yeah, so now those kids are going into preschool. And what they're finding well, I don't know, maybe you can tell me. What are they finding for? That's technical. Well, I can yeah.
0: they're they're now coming out with studies and reports. I know Harvard did one. And uh the babies that were born in 2020 have been assessed and across the board apparently they're coming out with lower fine and gross motor skills and lower social and emotional intelligence, which makes sense. Yeah. Right, they didn't have the normal experience of being out in public and being in other people's homes, um, being in different environments. Um, you know, Tanya brought up a good point the other day. She talked about, um, you know, these kids are now going into preschool, maybe they're being homeschooled, but still in maybe some new environments with new people, and they might be getting direction or instruction or correction from someone else other than their parent for the first time so like even subtle things like that like what what does that look like to them in their in their world and so uh, that's one of the things we do it is one of the primary focuses of Adventures with Eleanor supporting the emotional and social wellness of the child.
1: Wow I and and it's it's so true right when you think about it I I I remember, I don't know. I don't know. remember when, okay. Like some time ago I was in a store and it was probably when masks first started coming off. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is this wee one, I, I'm going to say 18 months, a year somewhere around there, cute little one in a stroller and their grandma was the, was the person who had this little one. And I, you know, as one does look down and went, you know hi you know to this (laughs) and this little child just looked at me and i said um i i kind of um not that i was really in their space but it was clear that i was in some kind of space like i might not have been physically close but that little one um right felt like i'd come into their space i could tell that so i took a step back even further even though i was a few feet away from them um and i said oh i said um said something along the lines of um it's 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 not always fun to have a stranger talk to you i'm sorry um right and because you know, kids just aren't our, like, we just get to talk to you whenever we want. I probably wouldn't have, you know, do, although yeah. there's just something that happens with us, right? We just sort of, it's like when you're pregnant and everybody thinks, oh, this means I can touch your tummy, right? Like, it's yeah. just, you know, we got to figure out this stuff. And and um, But the the adult, which I think was the grandma, said to me, oh, um, they're just not used to the world without masks yet.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so sad.
1: I know. And I thought, oh, I, I, like, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't, like, I hadn't thought of that. Like, I'm, I, I think of things more like coming from, you know, some different types of trauma in my, in my childhood. I always worry about or uh, worry about, I'm, I'm conscious of how close I get um, how I speak, if I speak, I try to at least be aware of things like that. It hadn't occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, Shar, it hadn't, that hadn't occurred to me that this little person was just trying to sort out, probably A, being out of their home and being allowed to be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole generation well of course and we're seeing
2: not... like cereal boxes and people and lights Yes, you know, so much lights.
1: stimulation like exactly the stimulation that would be cereal above. boxes <laughs> yes that those is are exciting. really I what, shiny i mean that captain crunch that's, that's fruit <laughs> i mean these are those are really pretty pretty I things <laughs> with lots of color and just to be suddenly around that and and the the level of Fear that they would have been the soup that would have been going on right the little yeah. um, be afraid of everything soup that was occurring now I, I want to say this because um you know my so okay so here's a thing <laughs> so, so my nana was born in 1887 like wow. think about that right my yes. nana a person who had a lot of influence in my life until I was 11 So she told me, I sat at her feet, and she told me story after story after story. And that was about life on the farm, when you finally had indoor plumbing, um, you know, cars coming into being, planes coming into being, pandemics. Wow. Wars. All of these things that she experienced firsthand. Mm (laughs) She shared with me, right? Mm And that's powerful stuff. My mom was born in 1924 and she was a nurse. And so she shared with me a lot of stories about things. So I had knowledge, firsthand knowledge from, well, I guess it's secondhand knowledge, but firsthand directly from the storyteller. I already Mm -hmm. knew about pandemics. They weren't a shock to me. When it Mm -hmm. happened, I mean, I I was the first time I lived through one myself, but but people being um, isolated, staying home, I'd already been told these stories. I mean, I know it it must be very shocking to people who didn't have their grandparents and their parents tell them about these things. I personally had it told to me a lot because my mom was a nurse and she'd had to spend time in an iron lung. When she got TB, like there was things that my mom experienced and my nana experienced. So for me, when it happened, I didn't have the big "What are they doing?" I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." You know, my mom and my nana told me that things like this happened. Mm-hmm. But these, I think we're
2: kind. Of, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I think we're kind of like, oh, I mean, we've been spoiled. A bit, yeah,
1: we haven't known. According- I mean, in North America. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly other places ha- have known that, but the reality is, is that now, how do we teach ourselves first, e- and and our little ones? Like, yeah, okay, because I because I always go off everywhere, but that's just you'll get to know that about me, Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So when they're doing studies about the kids, so here's something, because I because I, I do want to know things like this, but the studies wouldn't have been done because we didn't have the luxury of doing such studies, I'm guessing, but maybe not, could be wrong, I often am. But I wonder, <laughs> that's true, but it's not going to stop me talking and wondering. I wonder <laughs> Good. if they did studies right after whatever, influenza, Uh flu, things like that, Mm -hmm. were there TB, I don't know, smallpox, like, did anybody do studies in of how does this impact the children? Probably not, because, you know, children were a little bit more, not that their parents didn't care about them as much as we care about our kids and our grandkids, but in society, people didn't stop and go, I wonder what's happening. Yeah, I'm for the grateful kids. Grateful that we are now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're there now. So this, so the studies that you're talking about, Shard, are they? What kinds of things are they saying? I mean, I get the numbers and the emotional intelligence and that. What else are they coming, Or I'm, I don't know if you even know that, but what what other things are they telling us about this? Like the impact. That's a good question.
0: Um, I, I briefly, I mean, that was a fairly lengthy article that I read on that. Um, and I did see one other that was done, but I can't reference it right now if, with confidence uh, as far as where it came from. But um, I think a lot of it is understanding how to uh, come alongside the families. How do you support mm-hmm. the families? Uh, that's what I kind of took from and it. It's like, yes, we can support the children, but identifying, you know, the stress that happened within the family unit, right?
2: Yeah, because be able to people come along. lost their jobs, like
0: yeah, and, and their minds, yeah, just the them. various stressors that the parents uh, or caregivers, teachers would have been experiencing, and how can we support them? So that was part of the one article for sure. Um, and what I took from that is, you know, we've structured adventures with Eleanor in such a way that um, one of the things that we didn't have was predictability. One of the things that we had was a bunch of uncertainty. So Eleanor has been structured in a sense where it's a it's a membership, it's a subscription, but you get something every week consistently for a year. Every week you you can expect. A drop from Eleanor, whether it be a song, the episode, a craft, a QA and a with uh, Chloe, who is a clinical counsellor. She's come on board with us, which we're so thankful about, to do a and a once a month with the parents, caregivers, teachers. Oh, that's so we awesome. want to, yeah, we're looking at the wholeness of it, not just emotional intelligence for the child like, how right. can we support the whole family or the whole preschool or the whole daycare where we all get value from it and feel seen and heard and, and understood? And how can we support the best way that we can? And wow. I think part of that is having these conversations yeah, and really finding that out for ourselves. Like I could read article, more articles on it, but I now at this point, I feel like it would be best to have those personal conversations like we're having. Um, right. studies can take us so far, I think, and then we have to do something with it. So I didn't honestly go into it too deeply. It's visible to me that that is what's happening.
1: <laughs> like, right. If, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's and- the diagnosis, right? Like we've got, yeah. you know, if if the diagnosis is, uh, I forget what it's called when you don't drink enough water. Um, Dehydration. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it was fancy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, if, if your doctor tells you, you you are dehydrated, we don't need to keep talking about that and reading more, reading all the numbers. It's probably best just to start drinking some water. You may require <laughs> IV fluids. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, no. I'm, and I'm for them and we need them and I'm for it, for reviewing and studying. Some people just might need more evidence before they move forward. Uh, we don't because we already had it in place. And it's like, okay, well, how can we then support the people that just went through the most challenging time in our recent history, I'll say, you yeah, know, maybe yeah. our lifetime. So yes. um, that's sort of the approach I'm taking now. I'm just kind of moving forward with the few things that I did get from reputable, from that reputable university of Harvard. So, and. I don't even know I asked my silly question. And there <laughs> and, yeah.
2: Well, no, no it's not um, really a silly question. Like, I feel no, like um, it's not. one of the great things about having Chloe on board is that she is on the daily working with families, working with kids, like that's her, she's got a private practice. So she's literally daily having people come in uh, and their kids come in and talk about like the impact in schools, mm-hmm. but cause she's also a behavioral therapist. So, um, so she, she's learning firsthand, like what, what is going on in schools? What in, what is going on for families? What's going on? And so that's why we've added her into the mix for parents, just to be in a really safe environment. It's a Q and A, so you just kind of get to put your questions, any question you have, and then she will answer it once a month in a in sort of a por, uh, video format. Um, but it's not for lack of uh, we're not just like going in and pretending we know everything. Um, We're bringing people in that um, are actually working with this daily. And so they do have some, and who who knows more than the parent, what's going on? Who Mm -hmm. knows more than the kid? Who knows more than the family, what's going on in their own family, right? So it's just a chance for people to come together and kind of go, okay, we have an opportunity here to create a community of people and move this ship towards right move it towards standing or not standing up that'd be weird <laughs> <laughs> what does it do it just floats i'm sorry this is yeah. why i'm the creator of yes. the, the animation <laughs> and not the smart one who does all the other things <laughs> this is just me and eleanor we just get to go with the kids <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right we get yeah. to learn our little things and sailing. Things. They are sailing along. They're sailing. sailing. So we're gonna we're gonna write the ship and move it forward yeah. um into safe harbor, you know, where we all feel like, okay, we're not in this, we're not drowned in here. We're gonna be okay, you know.
1: Wow. Um I love oh, I just I love how um I love how um, organically and beautifully and naturally it unfolded. Um, and also that it came from like something that was so needed that it was the, I like, um, I like the background of it. I like understanding. And I think for the listeners too, going forward, and we'll, um, this episode will wrap up and start the next one, which will be on. Eleanor herself, I'm glad that this part right here gave the background so that teachers, when I share this with teachers and parents and the adults, the people who will be the be the ones who fund and will need to buy into Eleanor, will understand who she is, why she is, and where she came from. So what mm-hmm. I so what I'm going to do just because we keep the episodes at like a half an hour, I'm just going to stop this one and
2: mm-hmm. then we're going
1: to immediately start the next one. Okay. It, 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 okay. Yes, that is that is the gift to Ashley our editor. <laughs> so yeah. she doesn't have to go through and find it all. Yeah. So thank you Shar and Tanya so much for explaining a bit of where Eleanor came from. Now on our next episode, what we're going to talk about is Eleanor herself and the creative wonder of it all and the fun. Okay, we just sludged through the hard part of of how (laughs) difficult it all was and what we're addressing. So thank you both so much for being here today. This is Allie and do remember to find your joy.